This week on the inaugural edition of the Cinematic Sound Radio Show on Butte Island Radio. We'll be listening to music from spy films, including Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning by Lorne Balfe, Munich by John Williams, Notorious by Roy Webb, The Ipcris File by John Barry, The Tailor of Panama by Sean Davey, and The Russia House by Jerry Goldsmith. My name is Eric Woods, and you're listening to the film, TV, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound, which begins now. Since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. And welcome to the inaugural episode of Cinematic Sound Radio right here on Butte Island Radio. My name is Eric Woods. I'm the founder and executive producer of this show. I'm also a proud member of the International Film Music Critics Association. This show is a celebration of everything film, TV, and video game music. There's something in this show for everyone, whether you are a film music veteran or a movie music newcomer. I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give the show a listen, and I hope you enjoy the program. Of course, I cannot forget our patrons who help make this show possible. If you would like to join the Cinematic Sound Radio Patreon, then please head over to patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. And if you are listening to this show as a podcast, then please leave us a rating and a review. Before we begin, I first of all want to thank Jerry Gallagher for reaching out and contacting me and asking me if I wanted to create original content for this radio station. We uh, have a bit of a history together. I used to provide programming for him at another radio station back in 2016, and I'm so happy that he reached out again to have me be a part of the Butte Island Radio family. The program you're going to hear is a one-hour journey into film, TV, and video games, through its music. I've been producing Cinematic Sound Radio since 1996, when it first aired on the FM dial in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. There it lasted 10 years before becoming an online streaming program and then a podcast. I'm currently producing the show in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Now, if you happen to miss a live broadcast, all of these shows will be archived and available to you to listen to at any time on cinematicsound.net or through your favorite podcast provider. So, how does that sound? Also, I want to hear from you. Any feedback, questions, comments, whatever, please email me at cinematicsound@yahoo.com. I look forward to reading your comments. And with that, on with the show.
That was Danny Elfman's arrangement of the Lalo Schifrin Mission Impossible theme from 1996, the first film in the Mission Impossible series. So hot off the heels of the release of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning a few weeks ago, we're going to play music from spy films. Spy films have been around since the silent era, and they usually focus on fictitious espionage, either in a realistic manner like the John le Carré adaptations, or as a foundation for fantasy like many James Bond movies. However, we're opening up today's program with music from the newest Mission Impossible film called The Dead Reckoning Part 1. This is the seventh installment of the Mission Impossible film series, which began in 1996. This film was directed by Christopher McQuarrie, and it's his third time sitting in the director's seat, having directed Road Nation and Fallout previously. Dead Reckoning Part 1 was shot back-to-back with Part 2. Part 1 sees Tom Cruise return as Ethan Hunt, whose IMF team matches wits with a powerful rogue AI known as The Entity. The score for the film was composed by Scottish composer Lauren Balf, who wrote the score for Fallout as well. Balf wrote the score over the course of three years. His goal was to craft an adrenaline-fueled, emotional, and exhilarating score to match the pulse-pounding intensity of the film. The score was recorded in various cities around the world. They recorded choir in Venice, the Swiss drum corps in Switzerland, orchestras in Venice, Vienna, and London, along with an epic bongo session made up of 35 players. In total, there were 550 musicians playing across six cities with over 14 hours of music written and recorded for the film. Along with the classic Mission Impossible theme and sub-theme called The Plot, written by Lalo Schifrin for the television show, Balf brings back thematic ideas from Fallout and inserts them into this score with his new thematic material for The Entity, which is a small but noticeable motif that runs throughout the score. The score has a very modern action sound to it. It isn't all that sophisticated or imaginative or interesting musically, but it gets the job done, and it ramps up the tension with all the modern cliches you can think of. Chugging strings, low brass blasts, and lots of drums. This is music from Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, with original score composed by Lauren Balfe.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, with music composed by Lauren Balfe. And the original soundtrack recording is available on La La Land Records. You're listening to Cinematic Sound with your host, Eric Woods. Welcome back. Our John Williams score of the week is Munich, which was directed and produced by Steven Spielberg and co-written by Tony Kushner and Eric Roth in 2005. It's based on the 1984 book Vengeance by George Jonas, an account of the Mossad assassinations following the Munich Massacre. The film received five Oscar nominations, Best Picture Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Editing, and for Best Score. 2005 was an incredibly busy and inspired year for John Williams. Besides Munich, Williams completed the score for the third film of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith. Spielberg's other film that year was War of the Worlds. He also worked on Rob Marshall's Memoirs of a Geisha, which is one of Williams' greatest achievements. And each score written couldn't be more diverse. For Munich, Williams wrote a striking score that at time dabbles in a soundscape rarely heard in Williams' career. For instance, we have pulsating beats, bleak percussive sounds, irritating, dissonant, repeating string lines, and swirling woodwinds that play underneath a tense sequence in the middle of the film involving a letter bomb. It's all very complex and extremely intense. Williams contrasts those moments by writing some of the most impressive string music of his career. No one really writes for strings the way Williams does. His harmonies are just so distinct, especially in a cue that concludes this short suite called A Prayer for Peace. In the liner note, Steven Spielberg added, quote, For me, the quintessential movement of John Williams' score for Munich is entitled A Prayer for Peace and embraces the history of this tragedy while deeply honoring the memory of the members of the Israeli team who were murdered on September 6th, 1972. End quote. Here now, a short suite of music from the 2005 film Munich, with original music composed by John Williams. Thank you. 
Music from Munich, released in 2005. Original score composed by John Williams and the original soundtrack recording is available on Decca Records. Up next in our re-recording segment, we're going to listen to music from Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious, which starred Gary Grant, Ingrid Bergman, and Claude Rains as three people whose lives become intimately entangled during an espionage operation. The film follows U.S. government agent T.R. Devlin, played by Grant, who enlists the help of Alicia Huberman, played by Bergman, the daughter of a German war criminal, to infiltrate a circle of executives hiding out in Rio de Janeiro in World War II. Out of all the scores written for a Hitchcock film, composer Roy Webb's score, Too Notorious, might be the one that's talked about the least. Roy Webb, at the time, was a staff composer at RKO Studios and had written some dark scores for Val Newton for that studio. Hitchcock's first choice to score Notorious was actually Bernard Herrmann, but he was unavailable. Webb's approach to film scoring was rather untypical for the time. Instead of using broad strokes and textures, Webb preferred atmospheric nuance using sparse instrumentation But that's not to say that the ideals of the Golden Age weren't employed in this score, as Webb, right off the bat, after the splash of discordant trumpets, we are introduced to his wonderful, sweeping love theme, which is perfect for the time period and the noir-esque tone of the film. Roy Webb unfortunately died in 1982. In this recording, the Utah Symphony Orchestra is conducted by Charles Ketchum, This is music from Notorious, composed by Roy Webb.
Music from Notorious, with original score composed by Roy Webb. And that comes off a recording featuring music from Alfred Hitchcock films. Also on the album, you get music from Family Plot by John Williams, Strangers on a Train by Dmitry Tiomkin, and Suspicion by Franz Waxman. And all of that is performed by the Utah Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Charles Ketchum, and released on Berez Saraband Records. You're listening to the film, television, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound. If you want to see an example of what music does for a movie, go and see The Ipcris File. Then you'll understand what John Barry's all about. That quote comes from Michael Caine, which was published in the liner notes for the Silver Screen Records release of John Barry's The Ipcris File, a 1965 British spy film directed by Sidney J. Fury and starring Michael Caine. Kane plays a wise-cracking spy who investigates the kidnapping and brainwashing of British scientists while dealing with the constraints of his agency's bureaucracy. For inspiration, John Barry looked to one of his favorite films, The Third Man, and the famous solo Zither score by Anton Karas, which had affected him greatly. Barry decided to take the unique sound of the Zither as a starting point for his score to the Ipcris file, but use the symbolism and develop a theme around it. The zither, by the way, is a class of stringed instruments, uh, instruments consisting of many strings stretched across a thin, flat body. The liner notes of the score pretty much sums up the effect this groundbreaking score had on the genre of spy films. Quote, the spiky, abrasive, twangy sound of the symbolism, performing the melancholic melody line of the main theme, is one of the definitive iconic moments in 1960s spy movies and British cinema in general. Barry titled the theme A Man Alone and focused on Palmer's inherent loneliness as the springboard for the whole score. Although a spy thriller, The Ipcris File is not an action movie and the score does not contain any action set pieces unlike Goldfinger, which Barry had scored earlier, instead using chord progressions with symbolism punctuation. It is a subtle score of mood and atmosphere rather than guns and glamour. End quote. Here now, music from the Ipcris file, with original score composed by John Barry.
Music from the Ipcris File, with original score composed by John Barry. That film was released in 1965. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Silver Screen Records. Up next, music from The Tailor of Panama, released in 2001, a spy film starring Pierce Brosnan and Jeffrey Rush, which was directed by John Borman. It's based on the novel of the same name by John Le Carré, which itself is inspired by the novel Our Man in Havana by Graham Greene. The film tells the story of a British spy played by Brosnan. He's banished to Panama after having an affair with an ambassador's mistress. Once there, he makes connection with a local tailor, Jeffrey Rush, with a nefarious past and connection to all the top political and gangster figures in Panama. The tailor also has a wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, who works for the Panamanian president. The mission is to learn what the president intends to do with the Panama Canal. The score for the film was composed by Sean Davey, born and raised in Belfast, his most famous score being Waking Ned Divine in 1998. Now for the Taylor of Panama, the single defining characteristic of the music is not unexpectedly its Latin flavor, ranging from soft ballads to energetic contemporary fusions of various Latin musical styles. Davy's score is full of life and spirit. There's a beautiful combination of Latin textures and Western scoring. This actually isn't evident until the final cues, but it's well worth the weight. The track that we're going to play for you right now is one of my all-time favorites. It is a wonderful, somewhat minimalistic cue, a lot of repeating ideas and figures, but the build to the chase in this sequence is absolutely incredible. The cue is called The Ambassador and the Chase. This is music from Sean Davies' score to the 2001 film The Tailor of Panama. Thank you. 
Music from the Taylor of Panama. That was the cue, The Ambassador and The Chase, with original score composed by Sean Davey. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Verez Serban Records. Well, we've sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. Thanks to everyone at Butte Island Radio for helping me get this show on the Butte Island Radio airwaves. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net to hear an archived version of this show and years of previous programming as well. Also, if you want to help support the program, then please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematicsoundradio. To end the show, we're going to play an end title piece for you. And it comes from the 1990 spy film, The Russia House, directed by Fred Skepsky and stars Sean Connery, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Roy Scheider. Tom Stoppard wrote the screenplay based on the John le Carré 1989 novel of the same name. It was the first U.S. motion picture to be shot substantially on location in the Soviet Union. The score was composed by Jerry Goldsmith. And Goldsmith didn't dabble in jazz very often, but when he did, he wrote some of the most stunning and memorable scores in that genre, including Chinatown, City Hall, and L.A. Confidential. Plus, one of my favorite cues of all time is a jazz arrangement of his main theme from The Edge, performed during the end title in that film. The Russia House is yet another example of Goldsmith's incredible jazz sensibilities, creating a gorgeous score around a scintillating jazz love theme for the main characters in the film, played by Connery and Pfeiffer. The score features wonderful solo instrumentals, performed by Branford Marcellus on saxophone, Mike Lang on piano, and John Patitucci on bass. The original album was released in 1990. We got a generous 61-minute presentation of that score, but Quartet Records in 2017 released an expanded version of that score, and that's the one you should really get. So to end off today's program, the end title from the 1990 film The Russia House called The Family Arrives with music composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, wherever you are in this world, take care and happy listening.
Thank you for listening to the Cinematic Sound Radio Podcast. I want to thank Tim Burton for providing his voice for all the bumpers you hear throughout the program, and to David Casina for providing Cinematic Sound Radio's theme music. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to us today, please take a moment right now to leave us a rating and a review of the podcast. You can get a Cinematic Sound Radio t-shirt at our Tee Public store. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematic sound radio. And don't forget to check us out on the web at cinematicsound.net. <laughs>